So one day he just sends a text that next day. He goes, we have to have an important meeting right now. It's like 9 a.m. I'm like, all right, well, I'm 15 minutes away. So I'm, we're pulling up, pulling in. We sit down. It's me and Barney. He goes, so I'm just going to say it. Whose gun is this? I, I look at him. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I was like, nah, bro. Like, I was like, fuck you. And like, I'm getting heated. Like, yeah. I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm gonna kill him. Wow. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this gun. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, that's what was different. I'm like, dude, this guy's tweaking. Like, is he crazy? I'm like, I thought he was intentionally trying to fuck yeah. up the bag, though. Right? Yeah, I thought he was yeah, trying to yeah, fuck yeah, up yeah, my yeah. bag. Like, he's trying to like do a power <laughs> yeah. trip thing on us. Like, now I got you. Like, now you are my bitch. He just stumbled on the right thing. So he did that. We talked to the lady that night. Go through the whole shit. The next day, they end everything. Wow cut off the bank accounts, change all the key codes, dissolve our business, like everything. Like we had other stuff we were working on. It was just like the thing that was like our crux and like helped support everything financially was gone. What's up guys? Welcome back to episode 55 of Connection is Magic. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. This week we got part two of my conversation with Matthew Boss, co-founder of Bad Habit Records, such artists as Grammy winner Burna Boy, Umi, Yeek, the Neighborhood, on and on. So many dope artists. Go check out that label if you haven't. They're doing such amazing stuff. In this week's conversation, we touch on how Matthew lost his first huge gig being funded by this bazillionaire soft drink lady and then having to move in with his parents not long after that. He also breaks down the story of how he initially discovered Burna Boy and that whole process of flying to London to meet him for the first time. Really, really cool story. And then this full circle moment he talks about at the Brit Awards where Tyler, the creator who he knew back in the day, and Burna Boy were competing for the same award. That was a really cool full circle moment. Again, this is part two of our amazing conversation, so if you haven't yet done so, please go check out part one. Also, if you want to hear the full three-hour unedited conversation with Matthew, as well as my conversation with Corey Smith, Dave Chappelle's manager, my conversation with YouTube sensation Wax, life coach Tim Story, Felicia Latour, and other amazing conversations, then stay tuned for a very special announcement regarding being able to do so exclusively on Patreon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to connection. Things hadn't really gone left. We were just constantly in this phase where there was, she had parts of her team that was doing creative internally. And then we were an external company that she created. Right. That was also doing creative and was there to like incubate more creativity. Uh, you weren't in-house technically with No, Nero. they were hiring yeah. us gotcha. to do stuff. Gotcha. Sometimes she would make us want to, she would tell us to do something. We don't want to do it. So to the gun. Let's go to the gun. We moved from the Sunset Marquee to this crib on the top of Sunset Plaza. And at this point, it's just me and Barney. And then we like build a, there's a movie theater in the crib. So we turn the movie theater to a studio. Oh, shit. So then I start bringing all of our artists. Hmm. I'm like bringing everybody. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm, everybody's pulling up. I have like the homies from the block pulling up. Like Earl would have come through, but Earl was like, no, Earl, at that Earl, point, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, at that yeah. point, like yeah. I kind of yeah. like 
they were on the OF shit. Yeah, so oh, right. Like, you know, they that started to pop. Like, that started to pop. It was already popping. Oh, yeah, okay, it was popping, and like so, there was kind of like it. a separation. Yeah, I'm just competitive too. It's Ooh, like, yo, you're, you're popping now. You're so doing like, that. Right. I'm trying to get popping as yeah, well, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, and like you, the most you. like non like fuck you way. Like yeah. Yeah, anytime I've ever oh, seen Tyler to this day. I mean, I actually saw him at the Brits last year. He beat us for international act of the year. Beat Berna. Uh and when we saw him, Tyler's also Nigerian. So it's, I, he's yeah, Tyler's, Tyler's Nigerian. Yeah, his mom's Nigerian. Crazy. I'm not sure what his dad is. Yeah, um, but Tyler's Nigerian. But uh, you saw him at the Brits, and it was I saw all him at the Brits. Love. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, yo, you Nigerian nigga, if you take this from us, <laughs> when you go back home, we got you. I promise you. Uh, but he ended up winning. I'm super proud of him. It's all love, though. Um, he's gonna have to end up directing a video for Berna. <laughs> I think that'd be sick. Yeah, I think that's payback for free. For free. <laughs> So we're doing all this shit with Neuro and like we're kind of like this outside creative team that she's investing in, but we're also meant to do creative for her companies and all these things for bringing ideas, incubating ideas, incubating creativity. And she just like, she wants to be, she was a collector of art and all these things. So mm. like, there was just like a lot of focus on building another world and she has all these relationships. So I have so many stories of like, she has relationships with everyone. So... She's an artist she's trying to develop. The artist, she's spending millions of dollars on this artist that's not connecting mm. in any way. Blames that on us. You guys are only as good as what you're yeah, pushing yeah, though, yeah. right? So, and at that same time, we're also doing the neighborhood shit. So the neighborhood's starting to pop off. Yeah. And I'm like showing it to them. I'm like, yo, we just did this video. And they're like, yo, why is this shit popping? And like, this nigga shit ain't popping. That pissed them off almost, right? Uh, then, it just like, kind of like, it's just like, all right. We're just like, what's what's up? Like, what are you focusing on now? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, we're paying. We're the one that put the money behind you. Runs this why Like, you need to be focusing on this. I mean. Like, this shit is trash. Like, this dude ain't doing it. Like, this is, nobody wants to hear this. Nobody. That's what I'm thinking in my head. But I'm like, yo, it's like, <laughs> if I go, I'm like, I'm not trying to go that hard at this whole situation. And I'm trying to be respectful. You so guys will lose your, uh, to be, like, just keep it like 100 though. You guys will lose your, your cushy setup if you were like, your mm -hmm. artist is trash. Tra you're absolutely you like, your artist that. is absolutely yeah. trash. Yeah. God doesn't have a chance. Like none of these songs are going to work. Like that's what the reality was, but nobody wanted to hear that. Yeah. So we just kept doing our thing. We kind of kept those, we try to keep the music world as separate as possible. So we're also still running sessions and I'm bringing people through. And then one of the times, one of the homies leaves a gun there. And like, what's funny is he had hit me late that night <laughs> and he sent me a text like, yo, I left my, a box there. Can you check for it? I said, a box? I'm like, I looked around and what had happened that night was when we were leaving. So for about two months, when we were first there at this, at this fucking crib, they were, no one was there but us. But me and Barney. You told me this, so bro. This was like it was the ultimate. It was the ultimate setup, bro. It, it was, for you guys it was at actually, that time. It was actually it was mayhem. Insane. And like they were doing yeah. shit. Like they would leave cars there, like a Bentley or whatever. Me and if we would take it, I would look at it. And then the next day we would come back, and the car won't be there anymore. <laughs> Obviously, there's cameras and shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But we ain't. We weren't really thinking about that. So you guys like, were wild, we bro. Just yeah, 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 yeah. So we were doing that, and we we're also like still having. We had deliverables for them, and we're building out all kinds of stuff. Like we made a new skate team and doing all their commercials building on their website we were doing like all the design work for so neuro is the main sponsor for elton john's oscar party every year it's crazy so we did built out the whole thing barney learning like 3d schematics we placed it out we pulled up got so turned at that shit we yeah, just had a really crazy. good time and that's we cool. paid a lot of money and we we're doing a lot of great shit but at the same time we had no control over anything yeah like if we can get up we got a phone call at 4 a.m say you gotta go you gotta go and so that was kind of like 
That's right. starting to wear on you after yeah, a minute, Yeah, there's no amount right? of money yeah. that, like, is worth that. Like, you can, now, there's not, you, if I don't want to go somewhere, I don't care what you pay me. I'm not going. Like, it's not about the money. It's, mm-hmm. like, more about the mental health and about what makes me 100%. happy or what we're yeah. actually doing. So, yeah. So, one, God, of the homies, so one of the homies hits you, I got a box. Said, like, I left a box. Yeah. So, I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, all right. I don't see no box. And at this exact moment was, like, the first day the lady had been back. And she's fighting with her nigga. In the crib, they're like yelling. Whoa! They're like screaming, and they're fighting. And you guys are in the house at this point. We're, yeah, we're working, and I'm like, "Yo, it's time to go, bro. This is this is getting wild." And they're like yelling, screaming. I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, it's not, I don't have time for this." So we're walking out the back, about to leave, and right then he texts me. I'm like, "Looking, I'm looking. I'm like, bro, I can't find this shit. I'm bouncing." I leave. We come back the next day. I came early, like 8 a.m. We get a text like, yo, we need to sit down and talk. And at this point, they had now hired a new person to oversee that artist that wasn't popping off. And he, the guy they brought in was a manager who, I think he did like Nickelback or a whole, some shit. I was just like, bro, you're washed. So I'm like, bro, like nobody cares about anything. You're, nobody yeah. gave a shit. Yeah. And what's funny is the guy before him, I really wish I had respected more. Uh, was this guy Brian McNellis, who's one of the heads of Lakeshore Media, Lakeshore Productions? Like they did the Drive soundtrack. So yeah, at that time, yeah. he had just dropped the Drive, the drive soundtrack. So this was the guy That's that was the biggest used. thing out at that moment. Yeah, so yeah, at this, that, yeah. he was the guy that was above us. That she, had, who's also a consultant, and he was like the one consulting the music thing and a couple other ventures. You're cool with this guy, we not, not the cool. Nickelback no, 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 guy. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You were cool with cool any, any authority no, right, right, figure right, right, in our right. world. We right. weren't cool with. So this previous authority figure, this guy Brian. From Lakeshore, he was killing it at the time, but I didn't really understand what he did, right? Because um, I was still learning about the other facets of the music business, like publishing and all this stuff. So they were killing. And you guys had free reign for a while. I'm just gonna keep it real. You guys had free reign for a while, yeah, so you don't want to get like yeah, we don't we're trying to some yeah, shit. Yeah. I got like, you. Somebody's yeah, trying to tell yeah, me yeah. how to break an artist. I'm like, yeah. but you don't break artists. That's yeah. not what you're really doing. Like you're right. like, and he actually was a culture guy and all this stuff. But anyways, disrespected this guy, kept pushing him down, and the artists are not popping off, and you're getting paid the most. To focus on that, and it's mm. not happening. So he got fired. They replaced him with this Nickelback guy. This guy's a dweeb. <laughs> We're not listening to him at all. He's like, we got to do this and that. We're just like, fuck this guy. So we just keep it pushing. So we're doing what we have to do for Neuro, and we're like, whatever needs to be delivered for artists, we'll deliver it. And that's it. We don't even care. You tell us what you want. But we're not going to give, like, because our ideas aren't getting respected. So what's the point? Just yeah. tell us what you want. So one day he just sends a text that next day. He goes... We have to have an important meeting right now. It's like 9 a.m. I'm like, all right, well, I'm 15 minutes away, so I'm, we're pulling up. I'm pulling in. You could tell dude was heated, yeah, though. Yeah, like heated, yeah. yeah, he was just weird. So I'm like, we sit down. It's me and Barney. He goes, so I'm just going to say it. Whose gun is this? <laughs> I look at him. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I was like, nah, bro. I was like, fuck you. I was like, bro, you're trying to... Just, I don't know what you're trying you know to... You you're trying to sabotage yeah, you guys? Yeah, I thought you were trying to put it on this. I'm like, bro. Because like, obviously, I had a lot of different people pulling up. Yeah. From all different... My people that... I, I trusted them and they were working. Like Nothing ever bad happened at the spot. But everybody had to go to other places afterwards. So whatever they had, they had. Like I, I wasn't judging that. It was stupid to leave it, obviously. But then I had to take responsibility for that in the end because I'm... One that was it's your guy, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was my yeah. right hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the guy who left it was like my in my ace. So I was like, all right, I gotta eat that. But he's putting this. I'm like, bro, you're a liar. And like, I'm getting heated. Like, yeah. I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, I'm gonna kill him. Wow. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this gun. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, that's what was different. I'm like, dude, this guy's tweaking. Like, is he crazy? I'm like, I'm thinking. Again, about you thought he was intentionally trying to fuck yeah. up the bag, though. Yeah, right? I thought he was yeah, trying yeah, to fuck yeah, up yeah, our yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's trying to like do a power <laughs> yeah. trip thing on us. I thought yeah. it was like he's trying to use this. Like, now I got you. Right. Like, now right. you are my bitch. Like, oh, that's why in my head I'm like, he's trying to. 
The that next, was kind of his vibe, though. The way you're painting yeah, it, bro. So is he, like was, that, so then, yeah. he was. He just stumbled on the wrong, right thing. So he did that. Then the next, we talked to the lady that night. Go through the whole shit. The next day, they end everything. Wow. Cut off the bank accounts. Change all the key codes. Dissolve our business. Like everything. Like and we didn't have the will to fight. We had other stuff we were working on. Like at that time. We had just got put onto a Nike project with Livestrong, so we were doing like this whole thing for the Olympics. Tight. So neighborhood up, was full on popping. Neighborhood at that was point popping. Too. So I was like, I, we had other stuff yeah. we were working on. It was just like the thing that was like our crux and like mm. helped support everything like financially everything, yeah. was gone. So now we had these other ventures, and we had other people that believed in us. So we're like, we'll keep it going. So here's another moment in your journey of like, okay, what's so the fuck now? Next? That's gone. Yeah. So we're now we're at, and that next day was 4:20, and it was the day that R.L. Grimes' Great was coming out, the EP. Was that was that a big one for him? That was, was like that his first trap put, EP, I think. It yeah. was like his first full project at the time he was just dropping singles. So we hosted the live stream of the, the playing of the EP and all kinds of stuff. So this is we and this is like ten years ago. So we were doing live stream then. Um, so we did that and it was just like, bro. I was like, I don't even want to smoke. Like, bro, I swear, I'm, if I smoke, I'm gonna have a fucking anxiety attack. Wow. It was four twenty, <laughs> so I'm like, we still smoke. And I think Coachella was that weekend. Went to Coachella. It was just a terrible Coachella. Everything that week, I was just like, this is, I thought my, I, you just, we were at the lowest at that point in terms of momentum. Plus, let's, let's keep it all the way real. Like, I feel like that bar was set so high as far as like the fucking lavishness of everything. Yo, like that, that's a high bar, a, Matthew, yeah. you know? Are you thinking, man, I want to get back there, you know, I as wanted, soon as we no, can? All I, all I, I mean, ever since then, all I've wanted was to be able to do that for ourselves and mm. to be able to provide that to other kids like ourselves the right way. I mean, it was kind of cool, but she kind of just like was like, "All right, I'm gonna throw you into the middle of the Pacific Ocean. There's sharks there. <laughs> Damn. Here's a fucking compass. <laughs> Meet me at the fucking beach. I'm gonna take a yacht over there. <laughs> and that's what that was. What we were on all, at all times. That was our vibe at all times. We were that's like so constantly good. like we know we were going in that direction, but ain't nobody really like helping to bring us over there. That's so, so like good. our main dream and goals weren't being like properly cradled in the environment we're in it was more cradling what everybody else wanted and they had us because they had the money you yeah. know and they understand they had we were young and we were we were trying to keep up with that lifestyle so it was just a bunch of things but um i think we learned we learned a lot but it was really fucked up when it was over i was pissed i was mm. pissed i hated everything about that situation for a little bit and then we had to get back to the grind. Like we had the Live Strong thing happening with Nike, so we had, which was uh, we like they wanted us to basically creative direct, and we ended up producing and doing all this stuff for uh, it was like a docu series following four female athletes, American U U S American athletes. Excuse one was Puerto Rico from Puerto Rico and their journey from pre qualifying, qualifying, going to the Olympics and post, and we told their story. Yeah, one was a runner, one was a BMXer. Was a basketball player. Did that get did that get a lot of shine at the time? Dude, that right in the middle of that, the whole Lance Armstrong shit happened. <laughs> they want nothing to do with Liv Strong buddy, at that point. Bro, yeah. they held our shit. We were tripping. All kinds of crazy shit was happening. So we're wow. in the, we're in London. We have like an Airbnb for a month. Funny enough, I just basically finessed that trip into just like building out a creative. So we went out there. That's when I met Bacar. Uh, that's when I met Danny Seth. Danny Seth, though. Shout Gang. out Danny Seth. When I come back with Barney and everything, we throw our first I versus I show, mm. and Danny Seth was a headliner. I think it was like Danny, R.L. Grimes. I would else. love to find a YouTube video of that. That's, that's oh, gotta bro, be, yo. that's sick. I, let's just say, yeah. I totaled my car that 
say no more. The Danny thing started picking up heavy. Um, and then we were starting doing music videos for a bunch of different people, like mm-hmm. Polly the Saint in L.A., um, the chill black guys who were also developing and managing. And then at that time, like ASAP and them were looking for the West Coast faction of ASAP. So I was we were I was managing the chill black guys and we were meeting with like Brian Leach Remember and all that, that shit. And that was the first time we met with ASAP and all this shit. And it was just like they ended up picking up Overdose at Polo Grounds. Yeah, uh, it was between Overdose and the chill black guys. And they, cho- they chose Overdose. But at that time, chill black guys were shutting down L.A. Like any party, any show, anywhere. Mm. It was just like a full shutdown. They were killing it. Um, and it was really fun. It was just an exciting. Exciting time. That was just another thing that went left. It went from like super, super promising to one of the dudes in CBG was just a fucking recluse and he was really close to Space Ghost Perp and he was the one that incited the fight between Space Ghost and ASAP and it was just like, bro. Wow. It was disappointing. And like they had that guy had an, a big homie who was like a big homie in the industry and then he tried to like big homie me and he was he's a bigger dude he's a certified dude but i just didn't care like i was like we worked so hard and we were doing all this stuff and i'd never heard of him yeah. all of a sudden the first time we meet with polo grounds he's like oh yeah i'm i'm this artist big homie i'm just here to look out for y'all but then him and other him and brian leach obviously already have a relationship they're they're older yeah black dudes in the industry yeah and i've always felt like especially coming up that was one thing i always felt like was a huge issue like older black Men in the industry never show love to the younger dudes. There's so many different accounts where I'm like, mm. these dudes could have just had with guidance or mentorship, mentorship, or you know, just like it's cool now. All those yeah. people hit me now, and it is what it is. <laughs> we gotta talk about that, bro. <laughs> How do you handle the people that didn't believe in you or didn't fuck with you as much when you were coming up, and, and those same people are hitting you now? Part of me is like, they're probably right, like. Hmm. The, the shit that I was working on then didn't isn't here now. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So uh, even though I believed in all those projects like 100, percent just as much as I believe in anything now, you really don't personalize it. Still, you like you. Really, I mean, there's some of the people where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, they 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 probably can feel my energy, but there's other people where I'm like, they don't even remember. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I remember. Damn. You know, because I was just like I was also such a young kid. Amongst all adults, most of the time. So we do one meeting at the SLS downstairs. Brian Leach. On the way to the meeting, I Google who Brian Leach is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this June he just had a fucking. He was just in jail because he had two Glocks in his whip. I'm like, oh great, let's go meet Brian Leach. Meet Brian Leach is the size of a fucking door. I'm like, bro, who is this guy? This guy looks like a fucking Mortal Kombat character. He's yoked. I'm like, him and Dr. Dre must be in the same program. These niggas ain't playing. So I'm like, all right. He shakes my hand. I was like, bro, that's strong. <laughs> then the other old head dude that's, he will remain unnamed. So we have no heat in these streets. Old head dude comes. He's backing one of the dudes from the chill black eyes. And I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? The so dude you, that you felt was trying to sun you, ba- yeah, basically. Yeah, he was sunning you. He was sunning you. He was trying to. Was, so he was definitely doing it. And I was like, I wasn't having it. So he pulled me to the side. He's like, yo, it's all good. I'm just here to just make sure everything goes smooth. Blah, 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 blah whatever. So we do the meeting. We're talking about the deal. We're saying they're like, yo, we love the energy. We see you guys everywhere. Your shows are popping. Your videos are popping. Everything was just sick at this point. Rocky comes down and says, says, what's up? He's like, love it. I love what y'all do. The video with the party is fucking sick. All this shit. Cool. He bounces. Then we're like, all right, this is happening. So now I'm going back and forth with the A&R and Brian Leach. And we're going back and forth like, all right, this is going to happen. Then two days later, I get a text from the A&R. He's like, yo, come to... The Oakwoods, thinking like they want to like go through the deal points. I'm like, this is moving fast. I pull up. It's me, Brian Leach, and the nigga that tried to send me. We sit down. I'm like, first of all, I didn't know he was gonna be here, but I. Right. <laughs> so I was like, what's going on? 
They're like, you don't know what the fuck's happening right now with your artist? This is the guy that's trying to send me that tells me this. With my artist, who is his little homie, who's the one that's acting out. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I'm like, no, what's happening? He goes, he goes, you don't see the Space Ghost shit? I was like, oh yeah, I heard about it. That's just crazy. He goes, he goes, that's because of your fucking artist. She did, he, she's DMing all this shit. He's like, yo, Rocky stole your swag and all this shit. <laughs> I was like, bro, like I had no fucking but idea. But what's that got to do with you? I, was like, I, I have no fucking idea. He's a grown man. Like, well, I don't have control over his Twitter. They're like, yo, this is so fucked. Like, you, how you guys want to be the West Coast ASAP and you can't even handle your shit, all this stuff? I was like, bro, first of all, the artist you're talking about, he's older than me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's just he's, start, let's there. start there. He's older than I am. Yeah. Second of all, I don't have control over his Twitter. He's a grown nigga, and he has a relationship with this dude. I didn't have no idea. You guys know about this before me. I'm finding about this about right now. So I call him. I'm like, "Yo, is this true?" He goes, "Yeah, it's kind of true." Like, you know, I was just talking to him. It's like it's not the way they saying it, but I was like, "All right, I hang up." I'm like, "It must be true," because this guy would never tell me the truth anyway. Wow. So did you have to eat it again, like you did with the gun yeah, at the bro, neuro at the, neuro at that, office? Right like, there, yeah. right there, it was done. Like they like from then on, we like the, they were like, "All right." We'll fix it, blah, 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 but and nothing ever happened. And then their whole shit just kept going down like that. They were banking on that moment so hard. Everything was just positive, 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 growing, yeah. growing, popping off, popping off, sold out shows. Nothing sold out but parties. momentum for nothing those but guys, momentum. right? And then, like, it was leading to this moment because they, now they're like, yo, we need more money, totally. we need more investment. Totally. We're like, we're trying to quit our jobs, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Then this falls through. Then obviously, this creates a bunch of rifts within the group because they're like, yo, this is your fucking fault. No, this is your fucking fault. And they're like trying to come at us, like, yo, you guys have like these people with money, like, why don't you put money behind us? That whole us? shit derailed overnight, pretty yeah. much. We're just immature, a bunch of immature kids figuring it out together, you know? And like, we probably needed that old head uh, mentorship. But to the point you just made, right? There wasn't a lot of black mentorship, you're yeah, saying, so because I just it was like, more, hey, com people saw it as more competitive yeah, it was just than anything. Like, it was you know? very like, they were just going to cutthroat you. They yeah. just wanted to cut you out, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They weren't trying to like build you or like help you learn or like give you mentorship would be like, all right, you fucked up. But like, this is what we're going to do to fix it. It wasn't that. It was like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, so, so you're coming off of the neuro thing going left, correct? Yeah. And you're kind of, kind of riding the momentum of chill black guys and now that shit goes left. Yeah. How were you doing mentally, bro? Were you like, shit, like I'm shit just fucked up out here? Were bro, you, you were still, still yeah. cool customer? Like, it'll work out? Like the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, it was like, no matter what. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. It was just like, You're being all the way real with me right 100%. now. 100%. That's amazing. Because yeah, like I've had a lot of guests who've, yeah, and I mean, I've, you know, I've seen it all. Like, I think when I was 21, the whole neuro thing popped off. When I was like 23, I had to move back to my mom's career. Yeah, so 23 to 24, 25. Super humbling, man. Yeah, and like yeah. in that time, I also started going back to school. Mm. Like I was so I had started and I started going into a whole different thing. So I was like, yo, I want to focus on the creative direction and working with artists and building out brands. But I don't want to like manage someone. I'm like, I kept saying I don't want to manage, I don't want to manage, I don't want to manage. Made this company called Made by Us with my girl at the time. Yeah. And it just became like a creative hub for we were both from two different artist communities and we're like all right we can bring these two worlds together smart she wanted to design i said it can be based around fashion and around music and we'll just figure it out and it was like a very free form creative community yeah called made by us um and we were going to create make it a platform and just figure out ways to collaborate with the people around us this is like after chill black guys yeah so it goes chill black guys it happened while we we're still with neuro towards the end that ends we do the nike thing that was 2012. So 2012 was the Olympics. We did yep. the Nike thing. We come back. Barney became fully sus boy. I was like, all right, cool. You do sus boy. I'm going to go do And now made thing. by us. You're, I started yeah, made by us. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, continue working with the artists. Mm -hmm. Continue developing. The deal with my mom was like, all right, I'm going to be living in your crib. So you got to do school. 
as my mom and my dad, they're like, just like, there's no you way. You ain't living here unless you're in yeah, school. Like, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not happening. So I was like, all right, cool. So I first started doing, and all the while, it was like, I was like, all right, cool. I had dropped out twice while I was in LA because I tried going and I was like, no, fuck this. I was like, <laughs> I was like Dude. and I tried again. I was like, no, so this is not my third time. So I'll go to LMU. I start three units a semester wow. for a year. And I'm like, this will take forever. Bro, it'll take like eight years. And I looked at what I had, I looked at what I needed to do and I'm like, man, if I do 18 units every semester for a whole year, I'm done. So I did it. You're fucking with me. No. There's was, no way you could have been doing like music creative shit in I addition was, to I was that. Doing, and that was, so I, was, God, so I was like sitting, I was taking business law. That was my focus. And I was like, I'm never going to get fucked in a contract again. So I was taking me, I would take an entertainment law class. I took every, and I was also like, I did a, a minor in like screenwriting. So I'm like, obviously I want Damn. to do film and all these creative things. So I was like, I just, should just get better at that. So I wrote a couple films while I was there, wrote a TV show. I just basically would show up. Do my thing and bounce. Nobody there knew me. I didn't know them. I didn't care about none of them. I, I thought the school... To me, that school LMU was like a, a reflection of just destitute, fucked up shit. Wow. The worst... Anyway. What's hilarious is like that's the so way I'm, I'm like do- pulling up to class and like I'm getting into fights with these kids, like and I gotta think I'm a little bit older than them too. And I like I have a business, I've run a business, I've done multiple business. We're talking about business. I'll be sitting down. I'm like, bro, okay. I was like, how do you want to start a business? What you, like who are you guys trying to sell stuff to? Like what are we talking about? I, so I started getting through those classes pretty smooth. And I did really, really well in business law. And, like, I just learned everything that I felt like I didn't. I almost feel like that line in Kanye, you know, like, complacent career student. Mm-hmm. Some people graduate but be still stupid. Like, that line. <laughs> yes. Do you heard that part? Yeah. It's almost like that. I was like, yeah. where are you going with this one? And they went, yeah, right? it then. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. That's it. Yeah. That was all. Yeah. You remember yeah, that line? Yeah. yeah. No, like, I don't know. remember mm-hmm. what song, though. Good morning. Good morning. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. But I got through the school thing. It just was, I had to do that full time. And do the business thing full time. I was doing it with my girl. That shit went left, obviously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know, and she, she had other things she was trying to focus on. And I'm like, why am I going to give 100% to something that you, when you're trying to do something else? But it's like. I, but was she kind of like your rock in some of like the ups and the downs that you've gone through? Yeah, and then you had to I mean, like yeah, break she, with your rock or what? Yeah, she knew, we were best friends since we were like. Probably like 15, 16. You, so we also, within that, we created a brand that was made by us. Mm-hmm. So that brand was held by boutiques around the world from like V-Files in New York to Wild Style and 424 in LA and then Great in Japan and then Selfridges in London. Um, we just did a bunch of shit like that and it was really popping. It was like super, super popping for a second and everything was growing and it was sick and then we were also doing the stuff with the artists. We are doing stuff with Rude, which was his own brand, but we were like doing... You fuck with Rude super early. Super, super early. Like his... Like, How'd like, you meet Rude? Some LA shit. He was close with my girl. They came from like... Her group of friends were like from the valley. Like Did you West see LA. it with him when you crossed paths? Was it on some like Earl sweatshirt shit? Nah, almost like nah, I can see he's gonna go someplace with this. Yeah, no, nah, it was like his shit was popping. Like it was already starting to grow, and like we were from the same kind of circles, mm. and like we were coming up and. We just did some stuff together and it was cool. We created content and did yeah. videos and it was just like one of those times. Like, I mean, that's when I was gonna actually close with Billy Walsh at that time. I don't um, know who Billy Walsh is, bro. Oh my God. Is that crazy? Is yeah, he an so, actor? Yeah, no, he's a songwriter, um, designer, uh, really next level dude. He's like, but he's somebody I grew up with. What's like the credit that he's done that, I, he that people would have heard Malone's of? Malone's last album. All he wrote, okay. wrote Sunflower, wrote a bunch of stuff for The weekend. He designed the the Puma crepe for Brianna, the shoe. He's a really next level dude. So really he was the homie dude. early. Yeah, we were broke together. We came up. To, like, he used to be <laughs> a club promoter, 
And like he used to let me in because he fucked with everything I was doing on the music side. Like, Amazing. yo, you fuck, you you do somewhere else and can you do all this shit? I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> you're a Hollywood dude. Like, why do you know about my, my shit? Like, I just didn't get it. So he started getting me into clubs when I was like 19. I didn't have an ID. He just like pulled me in all this stuff. I was like, this guy's sick. And then we just kind of came up together. He's seen my whole thing kind of like you, but he was a bit closer just because he obviously. He just wanted to be closer to it yeah. in that way. You were working with companies and stuff. Yeah. I was like coming to you in a lot of ways. So again, it's just like another one of those guys. Um, it's amazing to see. That's and so dope. He inspires me all the time. That's Billy so Walsh dope. Is a, that's a real, real, real G. I finished the school shit and meet Eek the next that summer. He was like, "Yo, you got to manage me. Like, it'll be fucking sick." Like, I am like, I was like, "All right, let's try it. Like, let's go." So I start working with him. At that same time, I'm doing full creative direction for the neighborhood now for the mm. Wiped Out album. So. Mm. Me and Jesse are like, me and him are locked and lock, locked in. Like that, me, I basically lived with him for a year. Mm. Um, we were, that's my, was my dog. My, he's my road dog still. Um, so the Almart merch. Cap. Were you with them when they said no to Jimmy Kimmel, who wanted to do it in black and white? They wouldn't that do it in black and white. Yeah, that, all that shit. By the way, that's that's a good story for listeners. Like these guys are a brand new band, right? Yeah, this is like, and at the time, I'm like, yo, the balls, right? I'm like, the balls would be like, I ain't doing your show. Yeah, so you're not as a us new in black and artist, white. unless you broadcast us in black and white. Yes, he was a really dedicated guy, and once he has a vision, um, he's thorough. And like, I think that's a lot with all the artists that we work with. That's what we look for, and I think he kind of set that precedent. It's like we're looking for people who are visionaries. Um, Love that. And he really taught me that. You know, when you're doing something different. People, like, they kind of shun it at first. I had on a guy, bro. This guy used to coach Kanye and all these people, bro. Mm. And he was telling me that he's like, the, he's like, the world moves or society moves in a certain cadence. I thought mm. this shit was so dope. It's like, they're just walking. In. It's like, this guy gets in office. We're okay. That guy gets out of office. You know, mm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, he's like, and then as soon as somebody steps out of the cadence, people are like, look at that person. Like, mm. what the fuck? Like, what yeah. are you doing? You're not in our cadence. But that's Isn't that shit but kind of dope. But the people that step out of the cadence also usually shift culture. Like I know, but at yeah. first they're like looked at yeah. like like what the, what, what the is fuck? What the fuck you is know that? what I mean? Yeah. And and I think it takes a lot of um, bravery on some level because I think it, yeah. at our most our most core need, bro, is to like, bro, think about our brains are still primitive. Like if we got exile from our tribe we were gonna die bro like our mm. we still have that in our brain everything has a tribe even the people who are like fuck the tribe there's a tribe okay what fuck, about punk rock that's a tribe ain't it but they're but they're a break from the from the main and, tribe and there's a, yeah and it's know? a niche and, and yeah. there's a, probably a niche within punk rock do you know what i'm saying yeah. like the fucking skinheads that are fucking actually what's the fucking fair? the skinheads that are um straight edge you know yeah. what i'm saying that's a whole nother tribe within the tribe everything has so i'm like I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but um, but but the cadence idea you fuck with a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, it makes right? sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, there's a norm, and that's always been who you are is to be outside of that we, cadence. We is what like, I'm saying. Yeah, my business partner Kirk always said it the best is like we look for the artists that are left of center that's going to bring the center to their left, but not be so left that they're just an outlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fucking money, bro. Yeah, we're not necessarily looking for Bjork. We're looking for Billie Eilish. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she's the new age pop star. But she's very much left of what anybody mm. would expect a pop star to be. She brought people to her world. She's not going to do a fucking... That's like what I heard Clancy say, who manages OF. He yeah. said, you know, I don't want my artists Tyler. to bend to radio. I want radio you know, to bend, bend to my, my artists. artists. It's the same, it's the same, the same idea, mentality. right? It's like, those are culture shifters. Those are mm -hmm. the ones that are like, 
that's what we're doing this for. It's like you hope that you get behind artists that you believe in the messages that they're delivering. Yeah. And that if they were to change culture with those messages, something more positive will come out of that. That's what we're trying to look for all the time. Yeah, I was always in music for the deeper shit as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I knew I knew the power of music. The, the it wasn't whole, about it wasn't about the bag. The I wasn't chase, led by the, the bag, bro. Yeah, you know the what bag mean? and the chasing yeah. ahead and all this other shit. Like I guess I'm I mean, I'm an I'm an exec now. <laughs> Everybody I think is driven by something. And like mm-hmm. the people who chase the bag, if that drives them to do successful things, that's sick. Like I'm not I don't look down at them. It's just we have different uh, driving forces. It's almost the same result too. Yeah, it's like different results. Different results. Different results. Different results. Because I feel like if you're if it, no, here, let me let me tell you why. All right, but let, let me let me finish that thought. Not so fast, Matthew. All right. So like, if you're chasing the art and you're doing it to the highest level, I think the bag will will it's true. find we'll you. Come, you, come you, know to you yeah. And if you're chasing the bag, bag will and, and you're doing it like in in your way, the bag will find Indeed, you too. Yeah. So either it's way, true. same yeah, yeah. end no, result. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, with, with success comes the things that come with success. Yeah. I get money is one of those things. There's people that like the focus is just the bag. I look at it differently yeah. than them, but like, we're gonna cross paths and we're part they're making, the art we're making have found that we'll see you at the peninsula hotel (laughs) (laughs) Sunday brunch what's up you know so like let me get that tea room tell Fonsworth to bring me my mimosa there's a lot of forks in the road in your path man I'm so grateful to get to break this down with you today so now one of the biggest forks in the road dude is Burna Boy who is like the guy that fucking I feel like really kind of next leveled everything for you know bad habit how did you first cross paths with Burna Boy well, obviously, I'm, my dad's from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. My mom's Armenian from Iran. So I grew up with those cultures. Um, so my dad was putting me on to Nigerian artists from when I was really young, uh, like Fela, King Sunyade, and then artists outside of Nigeria, like Brenda Fassi, um, and Sati Sol. And he put me on to a bunch of stuff. Um, and through that he started showing me the younger dude so first it was like two-face which was like when i was 14 so two-face had a song called african woman i mean african queen sorry you are my african queen. anyways it was a like that song that album everything was just like that was my smash shit. city though that was a smash. yeah okay, like yeah. that was the first time like my dad played me an album where i i listened to it every single day all day like yeah. all the time like it was my shit like and then that year, we went to Nigeria for the first time. I was like 14, I think. Mm. So I got to see my grandma. I got to see everybody. I had seen my grandma before that, but I got to see everybody out there. Um, and then he started putting me on a WizKid. And WizKid was close to my age. And I was just like, no, nah, this ain't it. I think, again, it was like a competitive thing. I was just like, no, it's like, it could be better than this. My dad was just constantly putting me on. So like, my ear was getting used to it. You know what I'm saying? But it was obviously very different than what I was acclimated to at that time so I wasn't fully like on it then as I obviously expanded my taste I've just been listening to music more and got deeper and deeper into my own culture and what's close to me and then just listening to music in general and like Kirk my business partner is just like a fucking music Wikipedia dictionary and like the people he has around him are incredible so like they all just put me on the shit I'm just open to more music so then one day I'm like I hear Burner on like a party next door playlist this is when like party was starting to pop and this is early this is like before, I think Spotify's probably gotten better at it than they were six years ago so going down to she plays one of the songs like oh this is fire I go to his page have no idea he's Nigerian or anything like, he sounds Jamaican on the record I heard so I was just like oh this is sick this is cool 
and I kind of left it at that. Then one of our A&Rs sends a brief, sends a couple different names of like artists to listen to. And I see Burnable. I'm like, yo, I fuck with this guy. Like I listened to him this week. I actually like his shit. He goes, oh, he's Nigerian. I was like, really? So then I go listen to his shit more. I go deeper. And it had like already millions of views. Um, he, oh, was huge in, he, he was huge okay, in Nigeria okay. already. Like he Got was, he, he was popping. He was a superstar. He was not known here at all. He was not known in America. Yeah, yeah, right. He okay. was a superstar in Africa and in the African diaspora. I was just catching on late. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Like he had been putting out music from 2010, 2000, 2015, 2016 at that time. Consistently, every single year, he was popping, popping. So I'm like, yo, this guy's next level. I'm listening through all his shit. I'm like, he's the most versatile artist I've ever heard. Period. Not from Africa or from here or from there. He could do everything. He was doing dance hall. He could do, do Afro beats. He could do his own shit. He could rap. He could sing. He can, he was just, I was like, bro, mm-hmm. this guy's insane. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, we have to meet him like now, today, like whatever. Talking get, to your business partner, right? About and this? And our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah mm-hmm. So we had a small team of that. It's probably like three of us, um, four of us. Um, so I'm like, we have to meet him. We got to go. So we had to go to London with an artist we were working with at that time. He had to do BBC on one live lounge. So we were going out to London. And at that exact same time, Bernard was doing his homecoming show. First time coming back to London. So Bernard spent a portion of his life lived, growing up in London. Like he did high school. That's some universal synchronicity so, for and sure, like, and like At this time, we're like emailing with his mom. Wow. Um, with Bose, but like we hadn't met the team. Like I hadn't put it all together. So we're still figuring it out. So I'm like, all right, we're going to be there at the same time. His sh- so we came in the day after his show. So he does a show. It's a sellout at the Apollo Eventon in London, which is a 5,000 cap room. I think they put like 6,500 people in there. Two days after his show, we have dinner at um, 8.05 in Pakum, which is a Nigerian restaurant out there. We pull up, me, Kurt, and uh, Cody, our a at the time, and we're waiting for Berna. Lunch, dinner's at 8. Berna pulls up at like 10, 10.30. <laughs> Walks in, his mom, Remu, they walk into the restaurant. Everyone in the restaurant starts going crazy. Girls are crying. Waiters are acting all crazy. I'm like, bro, like, this is like, he's a superstar. Like, people are like, everybody's going wild. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So he sits down. He's, we're talking for like two minutes. He's like, yo, you want to go smoke? I'm like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we order the food. We bounce. We go to the car. We sit down. And our first conversation, he, for like two and a half hours, we're just listening through songs. He's like, you didn't go all- back into the restaurant. No, we did. Like, at like <laughs> 1 a.m. So we go on listening to music, listening to song after song after song. And we're just smoking. And like me and him are talking about everything. Me and him are just vibing. We're talking. And yeah. we're like, we're just going in. I'm like, we just talk about everything. He's like, how the fuck did you even find me? Like, where did you, like, what's going on? Like, are you guys serious? And like, he'd been going through like different conversations, labels at that time that were all like kind of, it was just like a lot of label bullshit. Yeah. They do, where they're just trying to stay in touch and stay close. But and that's not how classic like industry yeah, bullshit I, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, I'm yeah. Not, mm-hmm. I never had the industry anything you know what I'm saying yeah, like, that's just, why I fucked with you you always kept it real pretty much industry people keep it real or whatever it's just like my approach was I think just, there's a lot of industry people that don't yeah, keep I'm, it real I'm, for I'm, the record but yeah industry people are doing this I think like Anyway, I mean, there's industry, non-industry people that don't keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's true. There's like a side to every You approach. sound like an industry cat right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, my like, I play politics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that system is changing too and it's like we're there and we're part of it. And like, we get, that's uh, yeah, some we real shit there. though. That, that's um, some real shit, yeah. But yeah, but with Berna, it was just like we had this amazing conversation. We talked about everything, like down to like this Grammy, for real. Well, he's like, so like, what, like, what are we going to do? Like, where's the goal? I'm like, bro, you have to be like the biggest artist in the world. You have to be Michael Jackson. Like, you have to fucking like, that's the goal. Grammys, we got to change the world. Like, you can change the way people look at African people. 
around the world and we can change break down the walls like that's what this whole shit's about that's what this music is about that's what fella was trying to do and it's like what you shouldn't die trying to do is like what you should die doing you know what mm. i'm saying and like make it happen because we have the ability to and like obviously he comes from that lineage and the fact that like his mom's father managed fella for the first 20 years of fella's career so she grew up around that and like he has there's just like a deeper understanding of not the music business but how important the message is and how important everything that this shit is spiritual is not just a yeah, business. Yeah, it feels spiritual you know? for sure. So I've always like, felt that way about music. So it's like, obviously, that, that's, that was the approach always. Like, that's where, that was where the motivation was coming from. Then that night, we went to the studio to like 5 a.m. And I had never seen anybody smoke that much. <laughs> His mom was rocking with us. Kirk was with us. I was like, this is crazy. I, I, this is wild. That's and crazy. That night, he recorded four songs, five songs. Like after this whole chop it yes, up for two days. Wow. He was like my brother from the beginning. It's like kind of like, and I feel like that's how the whole relationship like is like our, it's everything's always been really family with bad habit and everything we do like um, and family isn't easy you know family has like a lot of rips and tears in it but it's like uh, what keeps you together is more huh. important than like the business relationship and like that's what so you have friction that you go through obviously you go through friction every day yeah. with everybody I go through is friction there? with Burner I go through friction with Burner's management they have friction with us but we together as a united front are always on the same page like whatever mm. we go through we go through as a family and then we when we deal with it we're a united front dealing with what we gotta deal with um, that's how it's always gonna be hmm. um, but yeah it's been it's, uh, the whole opportunity with Berna has been uh, again just a great learning experience. Yeah. Um, but the best part about it is the people, is like the family I have now. Is that's what like and what we're doing together. It's like beyond business. In it's a way, way I mean, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like on the business side, like it's cool. Like it's cool. Like yeah. there's nothing bad I could say about it. You got slept on sometimes, maybe when you were starting out your career. If anybody's gonna deal with something new, it's just to always take everything on. As a new thing, like don't judge, like I guess don't judge nobody, like yeah, whether they're the biggest CEO or some artist Intern. with or some artist with twenty plays on a song, like right, that twenty play kid could then make an old town country road, and mm. then everything changes, you know, like so I wouldn't, uh, if you believe in something for real, then follow follow your passion, follow your heart. Do you fuck with fate at all? Do you believe some of this shit is like destined and like fate? Do you, I mean, I tell you to go super deep on you. <laughs> I guess with fate, um, I don't know. Cause I'm like, like I said, I've always like nothing that's happening surprises me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's never like if it's just when that's how I've always looked at it. That's why those so moments, that's those like moments a, where your road turns on you, just, you didn't bug I mean, out. It's just like, all right, well, that's what we got to go through. Do, do you think people stop? But you're making it seem like you're not aware that people struggle with that. Because I'm like, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I, I fuck with a lot, always speaks to that. Half of the shit is about that, about people like, I'm 29. Why hasn't it happened yet? Like, all, Bro, like everybody's I, upset that it hasn't yeah. happened yet. That's why I love talking I about mean, it. If you ask me, like, for me, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be. So... So even I'm, you could be I'm, like, I'm, you could, you could think, the, like, it hasn't happened yet, yeah, but you don't I, let yourself... I mean... yeah. If I was going to really think about it, I, right now I'd be like, oh, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> like, Damn. That's where I'm at. Because you're riding a really good wave right now. So be, you, you still yeah, we're think just like the that. Yeah. Of everything we're doing. Like we're not having even scratched the surface of what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm just happy that we're surviving and that we're creating and that people are feeling what we're creating. 
and we're just gonna keep growing. Like, but yeah, for me, I'm like, we just started. Like, we're nothing we're doing. Is <laughs> That's like, fucking amazing. You got a Grammy, but you just started. Yeah, for real. The Grammy was just the beginning of the race. For real. So where do you see it going, bro? Like, like I mean, you want to prognosticate right now on the pod? Like, no, there's nothing. To, I, I, I mean, like, it's not about uh, the Grammys or this or that anymore. It's just about shifting the culture now. You know, it's like, like I said, like back to that conversation with Berna, that conversation wasn't just about Berna in a lot of ways. It's like, those are the kind of artists that we're trying to work with, period. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We look for that in all artists now. I think Berna just taught me, every artist that we work with has taught me so much in one way or the other, how to do something better or how, what not to do or what we've done right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you either win or you learn. It's like some real shit, right? You learn from Mm -hmm. like... The successes, yeah. Um, you really learn from the failures, and we just keep. Again, we just keep pushing forward and, and using those. Hell yeah! Those moments as like tools, not as like barriers or like fears. In the position that we're in now, um, and because of what's happening in the world, we've had the opportunity to take a step back and look at the scope of everything and see where we sit in this landscape yeah. of the music industry and how everything's changing. And like, it feels like we're about to have like, with, if you want to talk about NFTs and all that, it's just like the next movement that shifts the whole world and at last time it was like mp3 and i guess that just but the mp3 phase of like napster it shifted everything for everybody like, so you're saying nfts are about to do, do that, that again, again. like yeah, people are just it definitely feels like i mean for mm-hmm. me that's why i'm i'm way more attuned to it as like a thing that's very much could be a part of our lives very soon wow that's crazy um and not just the nfts but like the blockchain and like all these other things that could really are positive things that could help a lot of businesses around the world not just the music business mm-hmm. just like the way the internet and streaming changed the world you but know back to that cadence but comment now we, we were I making mean, though wasn't it that's out of the cadence so people I just are think, having a hard time adopting well now i feel like this whole quarantine thing just kind of shifted us forward because Things had to change. You, you know, know what, what the quarantine did for us, bro? Mm-hmm. Did what when uh it did Well neuro lady, yeah. bro. Right? Yeah, yeah, it shifted no, ten thing, years no, forward. Actually, same thing. It's just like that. Yeah. It's like we're it's it just we're going to where we're gonna go to and like things are happening like evolution of things is happening a lot faster. So maybe what took like a hundred years in technology. Yeah. It might take five years. Yeah. Now. There are people that still ride camels to get from point A to point B right now. I ride a Tesla. <laughs> There's a point where the Tesla is going to be the camel and we're going to snap our fingers and be wherever we want in a second. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And that could be for 10 years from now. Who knows? Like, that's the way the world is working. And like, that's why you're saying I just started yeah. that comment you made a yes, minute ago. Yes, because like we're living yeah. in a world that's ever changing and ever shifting. And like, where we focus on now, even in the industries that we're all in, could drastically change so but people soon. always put a goal like all right for this podcast bro i want to maybe get the check from spotify yo bring yeah. me in and make make it happen yeah i mean You're like, like there's not like there's, but, there's, and there's you, a short-term goal and there's like you know what I'm saying? You like, gotta set a GPS somewhere like, though, right? Like, like when you like, were in the car with Berna for the first time, you're like, yo, Grammy would be nice. This I'm the, sure. I know, but this I guess again the quarantine gave this opportunity for the first time to be more macro yeah. with how we look at our business and how we look at ourselves and how we look at everything we're doing. Like for I would say for the last five years that we've been building bad habit, we never I'm we're probably thinking like every six months to a year ahead. Hmm. But now, for the first time, I'm trying to think 10 years from now. 
Jeff Bezos is thinking 100 years from now, right now. He's creating, he's, the company he's creating right now is for the company that will live 100 years from now. On Mars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. me thinking 10 years from now seems about right. At the end of the month, my rent is due and these things need to happen. So, there's things that need to make happen to make sure that those basic necessities of life get taken care of. But while we're, that's become a little bit more second nature to us. Mm. So as that's become second nature, we've been able to create new, a new perspective that allows us to look further down the line and understand what we want to be and where we want to sit and what we want to do with what we're doing um, with Bad Habit as a company, which is it's, we're, we're an entertainment and a media company. So mm. there's so many ways that that's going to grow. Um, but the heart and soul of it is in, uh, in the music and culture. That's beautiful, man. Well said. Takeaways for the listeners, bro. Mm. Is like get more macro about things. You know, that's yeah, a great, it's a, great gem for people. Do you know what I've been telling myself on that note? On that note, for some reason, like I get these mantras in my head from time to time, mm. and the mantra in my head right now is craft over scoreboard. <laughs> you follow yeah, that at all? One hundred percent. Craft over scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like it's a diligence. You yeah. Know? Why bad habit too? I think that interesting question. What yeah. do you mean? Why? Why called your 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 company's called Bad Habit, right? Our Bad Habit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just it's Bad Habit. It's Bad Habit. We had to do our Bad Habit. Our Bad Habit is the handle. Of all, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. Our, you know, somebody has Bad Habit out there. It's just some fucking bastard in Wisconsin. That's Coke. We tried to cut him a check. He said no. Give me my shit. No, it's cool. Bad Habit. It just kind of represents our. Uh, our ethos in a lot of ways we we kind of kirk and i come from this mental space of uh like we're outsiders that are inside you know what i'm saying it's very like cool they, bro we pulled a lot of metaphors from that um because obviously a habit is the headwear that a nun wears so that's why the nun is our logo and we call her habit she's a she's a bad bitch and she and she holds it down like and this, I mean, obviously, we have a lot of great women around us, and they inspire us. So, they're they're real. They're the crux behind what we do. From like my mom, my sister, Kirk's wife, Jeanette, his daughter Isabella, Bose, Ronnie, um, yeah, all these women like they really mm. hold it down for us. So that's a part of what we represent. Um, yeah, and we're also just a voice that doesn't. You're not going to tell us how to do shit. For so long, religion has been used to hold women back. Like, we want to, it's like, true. flip that on their head. There like, you look. go again, shifting culture, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, we is. But, like, you know, we want to be a part of the the voices that shape the future. Hopefully the CEO of Bad Habit is one day just a woman, you know? You know, beyond us. We just, we're just here as the beginning, so... Yeah, we're just bad habit. That's who we are. That's Incredible, we are. dude. Yeah, we running that. Last thing, man, I thought of this on our phone is flying too close to the sun. You have this idea about they flew too close <laughs> nah, to the Kirk, sun. What's a, that all that's about? A Kirk, that's a Kirk metaphor. So it's a secondhand know. gem, yeah, yeah, but yeah, what yeah, is you, it? You know what I'm saying? That's the holy God right there. <laughs> um, so something that he taught me early, that's probably one of the first things he put on me. Every, everybody's flying towards the sun, and some people, the closer they get towards the sun, they're going to veer off when that heat hits them and other people fly right through it. Um, and we've dealt with artists where like, you know, you, you start to get to that place where like, all right, you got to fly to London one day and then you got to do a show in Australia the next day. Then you got to be in L.A. for a TV show. And then you, you know, you're trying to go number one here. And you're trying to go to 
That's them start, getting closer to the, the sun. Because yeah. now you're starting to see, oh, this is the responsibilities that come with what I want to be. If I want to be Michael Jackson, I have to be physically available to the world. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Every single day, 24-7 a day. Period. If you can't do that, you... And that's why a lot of times people become the character, like Lady Gaga. She's probably Lady Gaga more than whoever her, whatever her real name is. Or she probably got, probably had to work through that and, you know, gone through a lot of shit. But you get, the wow. deeper you get into that Madonna, like, Madonna ain't going to undo Madonna. Like, wow. whoever she was when she was born is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. she had to fly into the sun and, like, you can't look back. You know, you sacrifice so much in that. Um, it's a sacrifice. When you get to that heat. You either gonna be like, ah, fuck that. I'm going, you know, I'm gonna go back to what I'm comfortable to, or you're just gonna fly through that heat and let it burn off your skin and come out the side, other become side. Become a new you. You become, you know, made out of gold or you disintegrated or whatever. Most of the time it burns people out. Most of the time it burns people out. Damn. Wow. It's not easy. Like, look at Michael Jackson or are you gonna, uh, DMX. I almost look at Kanye, bro. Same. Kanye, yeah. if you look at Kanye, two thousand three, it's a different what? Kanye we're looking at today. He flew yeah, into the sun. Yeah, he flew, direct, <laughs> yeah, right. he read, flew directly into the center of the sun, and he's wow. come out the other side. One of the most successful people in the world. He yeah. sacrificed a lot for us. So, wow. You know, all you can say is thank you. you know? Shout out to DMX, RIP. Yeah, Same everybody, thing, everybody, you know? everybody, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today, Matthew. Thanks, yeah, where can people find you? <laughs> Nowhere. This man moves in <laughs> silence like a G in lasagna. No, bad habit, our bad habit, O-U-R, bad habit. Always looking out. And how cool is it just to like keep in touch? Like I consider us day oneers kind of. We kind of are day oneers, right? Straight up. How dope. What a gift, right? To just touch base with your day oneers, like bro. I, that's like that's said, straight I, up a gift. I'm honestly not into the this thing, but yeah. uh, for you, uh, dude, it's like because we could actually have a conversation. That mean, yeah. And we used to always shop it for like yeah, five hours straight and just like it feel yeah. like 30 minutes yeah. or some shit, no, you know? It's, yeah. No, it's yeah. always been great. We always just a mutual understanding yeah. and respect. Totally, for real. totally. Yeah. And, and we saw on. things differently than that, you know, that inside the box people yeah. we always did, I feel like. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> we didn't have a choice. We did not have a choice. <laughs> it's just us, bro. Yeah, floating. Thank you so much for coming through and blessing the mic, Matthew. Thank you for having me, dog. Always. And uh, cheers to the next chapter, bro. Much God love. Bless. See you guys next episode. Yeah. Thank you so much again for tuning in to today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting connectionismagic.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Patreon is a third-party platform which helps support creators in exchange for exclusive content and offers. You'll be able to get discounted merchandise like comfy hoodies, t-shirts, as well as retreat discounts where we'll have special guest speakers and group activities to connect you with like-minded community members. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, please stay connected.